Alright, so we're going to go ahead and start. Start off with a short prayer. Jesus, guide us in your will, Jesus. Guide us in your way, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Bless us with your will and your strength, Jesus. Anoint us today, Jesus. I'm going to ask Jesus that you continue to uplift us and strengthen us, Jesus. Bless those who need healing, Jesus, with their healing, Jesus. Blanket them, Jesus, in your love. Blanket them in your goodness, Jesus. Bind up wounds, Jesus. Heal, Jesus. Strengthen, Jesus. Uplift in the holy name of Jesus. Give faith where faith is needed in the holy name of Jesus. Give upliftment where upliftment is needed in the holy name of Jesus. Jesus, I want to ask you that you lift my, up my, my dad and my mom in the holy name of Jesus. Continue to heal my dad, Jesus. Bless him with accelerated healing, Jesus. Bless our, our parents, Jesus, with good health, perfect health, and improving health. And bless him with faith, Jesus, knowing that you can do all things, Jesus. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth, Jesus. You are our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. And you, Jesus, bless us, Jesus, with healing according to our faith. In the holy name of Jesus, we look to you and we say hallelujah. Amen. In the holy name of Jesus. So we we yeah, so we want to thank everybody for praying for my dad, praying for my mom. Um, my dad is is recovering well, getting lots of rest. He pulled through the the surgery successfully. So now it's just the um, the healing process. So we want to thank everybody for their for their prayers. We want to thank everybody for their um, persistency and praying with us. Thank you guys so much. You know, this, this, these are the things that, that count, you know, as the, um, the body of Christ. And um, those the prayers really do work. Jesus is, um, is faithful and true. And he really does um, answer our prayers okay what's going on with that all right so we're gonna we're gonna go right into the sermon uh, and we were in revelation and we left off in revelation 11 going on into um into 13 and um so we went over we're going over um skipping over 12 uh because 12 um, has some historical aspects that we're, we're going to go into towards the end of this Revelation series. And so um, the first scripture Jesus led us to is um, Isaiah 41. We're going to go back to Isaiah 41. And we're going to read in Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41, 20 through 23. They, that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord have done this, and the Holy One of Israel have created it. Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reason, saith the King of Jacob. Let them bring them forth and show us what shall happen. Let them show the foremost things, the former things, what they be, that we may consider them and know the latter end of them, or declare us things for to come. Show the things that are to come hereafter, that we may know that you are that ye are gods. Ye do good or evil, that we may be dismayed and behold it together. So 
you know, just like we were talking about before about the body of Christ. He's saying that we are the children of God. We are his children. Um, and so he's showing us new things. He's showing us things. He said. He's causing us to consider things that have happened before to show us what is coming now, what is happening now, and what is to happen in the near future. Okay, we were we are living in a, a time of, of prophecies coming to pass, and so even the things that we see going on currently um, in the world, um, these are things that are from the hand of God. Okay, so the next scripture that Jesus led us to is uh, Ephesians five twenty five through twenty seven in the New Testament. Ephesians five. 25-27 It says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Okay, I'm going to repeat that again. That he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Okay, this is um, what he's talking about. Is he's talking about the the um the rapture? He's talking about the church. He's talking about the bringing the church to himself without spot or wrinkle. Okay, and so we're gonna go back into that. Um, the next scripture we're gonna read is right in the next in the next um, book is in Philippians. Jesus led us to Philippians one six. Okay. Philippians 1 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Okay, we've been reading about that the day of the Lord, the day of Jesus Christ. Okay, and so now the next scripture that we're going to go to is Ezekiel. Jesus led us to Ezekiel 29. Ezekiel uh, 29. Okay, Ezekiel 29. And it says, In that day will I cause the horn of the house of Israel to bud forth, and I will give thee the opening of the mouth. This is Ezekiel 29, 19-21. In that day will I cause the horn of the house of Israel to bud forth. I'm sorry, I skipped up a little bit. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, I will give the land of Egypt unto Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall take her multitude and take her spoil and take her prey, and it shall be the wages of for his army. I have given him the land of Egypt for his labor, wherewith he served against it, because they wrought for me, saith the Lord God. In that day will I cause the horn of the house of Israel to bud forth, and I will give thee the opening of the mouth in the midst of them, and they shall know that I am the Lord. Okay? And so that was prophetic. Um, but Jesus was speaking of himself coming to earth as a man. Okay? And so we know that when it says, I will cause the horn of the house of Israel to bud forth and I will give thee the opening of the mouth in the midst of them and they shall know that I am the Lord okay we're gonna know okay so how do we how do we know that how do we know that um, that's who it's speaking of that's speaking of, 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 of Jesus coming to earth as a man 
uh, Jesus led us to Luke 1, 68-69. This is Zacharias, um, John the Baptist's father, speaking about Jesus prophetically. And he said, um, And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he have visited and redeemed his people and have raised up a horn of salvation for us is the is the house of his servant david okay for us is the house of his servant david okay that that's speaking about jesus okay and his day his day Okay, so we're going to go um, back. Jesus led us back to Ezekiel 30, which is the next line after Ezekiel um, 29. It's the next um, line 21. It's the next line, literally. Okay, so it says, The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. How ye woe worth the day, for the day is near, even the day of the Lord is near, a cloudy day. It shall be the time of the heathen. Okay? So that's the again, that's speaking about the day of the Lord, just like how we um we read in Philippians and in, in Ephesians 5. Okay, that's the day of the Lord. This is what we've been um we've been reading about in Revelation. Okay, saying that the, the day is is near, okay, and then it says also the time of the heathen. Okay, we were talking about um, how the, the Bible says about the times of the Gentiles being fulfilled. There's the fullness of the Gentiles. This is this is what we're seeing. That's why there's so much um, tumult going on in the world right now. That that time period is is over. Okay, and so we can go. Um, Jesus led us back to Luke 21 to to read that again to understand um, what that is again. Jesus led us back to Luke 21. Okay, Luke 21 line 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. That's the, that's the Hebrew people, the Israelites. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Okay, and so we, we read that. We read that. Okay, and so we had uh, went um, previously into... Um, Revelation 11, the beginning of Revelation 11, Jesus led us to the very, very beginning of Revelation 11, um, where it talks about uh, the two witnesses. And there was a given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court which is without or outside the temple, leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot. 40 and 2 months. So it's talking about that time and that, that time coming to an end. Okay. And I will give power unto my two witnesses and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. Okay. And so this is this is what we're looking at. Um, hold on one second. Let's see here.
Okay, and so um, we're going to keep going. Uh, Jesus led us to Revelation 15. We're just going to we're just going to um, take a peek at this and we're not going to um, go too far into this because this is just something extra. Um, uh, that he wanted me to point out here. Okay, so Revelation 15. Revelation 15. 12 through 13. Okay, Revelation 15, 12 through 13. I'm sorry. Revelation 16, 12 through 15. Okay. Revelation 16, 12, 12 through 13. And the sixth angel, okay, so that, that sixth angel, that same angel that that, that blew the sixth trumpet, um, when we when you get past um, Revelation 14, they start pouring out vials, okay? And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Okay, and so this um, this river um, Euphrates drying up is a uh, is a is a is a huge um, sign for um, that time period. So I just want to share a short uh, video with you guys. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, I can hear y'all. Can you hear me? All right, all right. I don't know what, I don't know what happened. Thank you, Jesus. Move these blockages, Jesus. All right. So I, now, now I can share. I can finish sharing with y'all what I wanted to share. All right. Let's see here. Screen. Let me know if y'all can see this and hear this. Can y'all still hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Okay. To say in June because I had a cancer is too. I begin The Euphrates receives the most of its water, rainfall, and melting snow, resulting in peak volumes during the month of April through May. Can y'all hear that? Many Syrians use the water of the Euphrates to meet their daily needs. Okay. From satellite image, it shows clearly that the Euphrates River is extremely drying up. Strangled by the water policies of Iraq's neighbor, Turkey and Syria, three-year severe drought, and years of misuse by Iraq and its farmers, the river is significantly smaller than it was a few years ago. The Ministry of Water Resource also declared that the rate of decline in water imports to Iraq had begun gradually and will decrease by 30% by 2035. But seeing the condition as it is up now, it seems the river will completely dry up till then. 
All right, so that was um, the end of last year. And now this is just um, the other day. Oops. Euphrates has finally dried up close to the day of Yah. Family, I'm going to tell you something here, right? Uh, I want to show you some of these scriptures that I'm going to bring up. There's some things you really got to pay attention to. We're right in the door. You know what it says when they say peace and safety. They ain't come of sudden destructions. Sudden destruction. We are right at the door. So that being said, I want to play these scriptures and um, talk to you a little bit about what's going on. Um, and I'm going to tell you, it's kind of scary when you read the scripture. Because this scripture tells you that we are right at the door. And there's something in the scriptures that most people overlook, but I want you to see I want to share it with you today. It's in Revelation. So I'm going to play these scriptures and then we're going to go over So let me go back here. And the sixth angel poured out his vow. So, 
that was just um, a little bit about what's going on right now. The Euphrates River has just dried up. And uh, that, that coincides with what we just read in uh, Revelation 15. And it's just a, another, another sign of just the times that we're living that we're living in. And so um, we're going to keep going. Uh, Jesus led us, led us back to Revelation 11. Uh, uh, we're going to first read line 7 in Revelation 11. And when okay, the two witnesses, we're going back to the two witnesses again. It says, <clears throat> And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. Okay? And so it says, When they have finished their testimony, the beast comes out of the bottomless pit. Okay? When those two witnesses finish their testimony. Okay, so now we're going to go um, up to um, line 11 in Revelation 11. And after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, because remember they died, and great fear fell upon them, which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. Okay. In the same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell, and in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and the remnant were affrighted, and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. Okay, that third woe comes. And the seventh angel sounded, so now the seventh angel is sounding. Remember how we read in um, 1 Corinthians 15 about when that, that final trumpet blows. That's the rapture. Okay. Um. So the second woe was passed, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings, and voices, and thunderings, and an earthquake, and great hail. Hallelujah. And so... We read a, a little a little on this um, that um, right before this period is when we go um, when right before the rapture we go back in um, into Jerusalem and we experience this um, this new temple with these waters flowing out. So we're going to go back into that in a minute too. But first, um, Jesus led us back into Revelation 13. So we're going to go skip up just a little bit and we're going to read um, uh, Revelation 13. Okay, we're again we're skipping over twelve because of the historical part of Revelation twelve. So Revelation thirteen, one through seven, that's what Jesus led us to. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast. Because remember, right after the the the, the two witnesses finished their testimony, the beast comes out of the bottomless pit. And I and so we're in Revelation thirteen is is talking about the account of this of that beast coming up. 
And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leper, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power." and his seat and great authority and i saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast okay all the world wondered after after the beast wondering who who it is what it is what what is this okay and they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast and they worshiped the beast saying who is like unto the beast who is able to make war with him and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months and he opened his mouth and blasphemy against god to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them and power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. Okay? Over all kindred, tongues, and nations. Um, and so remember, in um, Revelation 11, it talked about that, that, the, um, that the beast that came out of the bottom of the pit would, um, would kill would actually overcome the two, the two witnesses, and um, and that they came that he came up right after they finished their their um, their testimony, but that they over he, he overcomes them this, this this the beast this false prophet overcomes them and that then they are um they are they they are raptured and that that also signifies the rapture of the church, okay and so to understand this beast with these um, seven uh, heads and ten um uh seven heads and ten horns jesus led us to daniel seven so we're going to go to daniel seven daniel seven and we're going to read in daniel seven lines one through twenty two it says in the first year of belshazzar king of babylon daniel had a dream and the visions of his head upon his bed then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Remember, Belshazzar was the one who took the um, the vessels from the from the, the 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 temple vessels that were brought to Babylon and started drinking out of them. He's the one who's seen the writing on the wall. So this this is Belshazzar, okay? So Daniel had the dream, and it says, "Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters." Daniel spake and said, "I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea." And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion, and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second like to a bear, and it raised its up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl, and the beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. 
After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had a great iron it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. I beheld then, because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, I beheld even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of of heaven and came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people nations and languages to serve him his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and so we, we we read about that right at the end of um uh revelation 11 that 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 kingdom that kingdom the kingdom of god has has, has come I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit, in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. Okay? So he's going to, now he's going to explain it. These great beasts, which are four and four kings, which shall arise out of the earth, but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Hallelujah. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces and stamped the residue with his feet. And of the ten horns that were in his head and of the other, which came up and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes... And a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. Okay, I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. We just read that also in Revelation 11. Until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Okay, this is what we what we were looking at. Okay, and it says, and the saints possessed the kingdom. Okay. So now, um, Jesus led us back to Revelation 13, and we're going to read um, just lines 7 through 19, okay? We're going to go back where we left off, okay? He opened his mouth and blasphemed against God to blaspheme his name in his tabernacle, and them that dwell, them that, that dwell um, upon the earth, I'm sorry, um, and then it was given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life 
of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. Okay, we, we, we read that little bit of that in um, Isaiah 11 and Isaiah 14 in the last um, two sermons. Okay. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed, and he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth, is the by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, and that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand and or in their foreheads and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name here is wisdom let him that have understanding count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is six hundred three score and six that's six 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 okay and so now um, jesus led us back to daniel again to read, um, finish reading lines 22 through 28, okay? So now we're back in Daniel 7, okay? And it says, I beheld and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of his kingdom are ten kings that shall arise and another shall rise after them. And he shall be diverse from the first and he shall subdue three kings. Okay. And he shall speak great words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. But the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Okay? I'll go back just a little bit. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations made much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. So it, it, this, this terrified um, Daniel quite a bit. Um, are you guys still um, uh, with me? Are you guys following along able, or able to follow along? Okay. Y'all still with me? 
Okay. All right. Okay. So now, um, going back, we're gonna go back to um, Zechariah. Jesus led us back to Zechariah, uh, Zechariah fourteen. Okay, Zechariah fourteen. Um, hold on a second here. Yep, Zechariah fourteen. Because this Jesus led us um, back to Zechariah 14 to, to understand how is it um, that these saints are fighting against the beast, okay, and, and Satan's kingdom, okay? Is it's a little bit different than what we have learned um, in the past and in the church, in the churches, okay? Okay, so Jesus wants to bring everything back, um, back into our remembrance. He wants to bring us to the fullness of the truth. Um, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he wants his body, his church, his multitude to be um, strengthened to receive the truth of his word. Hallelujah. So we're going to um, read in Zechariah 14. Jesus led us to Zechariah 14. We're going to start at line one in Zechariah uh, 14. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken. Okay, we've been talking a lot about um, who the true Israelites are, who is in Jerusalem right now. Okay, and the the one thing that we're, you know, we, we read about in, in Ezekiel about this battle, um, us fighting against, um, you know, Jesus fighting against um, the Gog and Magog. The one thing that, that um, everybody is going to know um, about uh, Israel not being the state of Israel as it is now, um, the man-made state of Israel is not the true Israel, is not the true, um, the people of the Holy Land is because it's going to be um, partially destroyed, okay? So it says here, For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken. The houses rifled and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity. That's why when we read in Revelation 13, it says those who led into captivity will go into captivity. We read that again in Isaiah 14 and Isaiah 11. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. So there's going to be some people um, left over. Okay, And we see this, this, this um, mounting up now. Um, we see um, Saudi Arabia, we see um, Russia, we see Ukraine, we see um, Syria, we see these different nations around Israel mounting up, preparing themselves. They they want to attack Israel. Okay, they're of course they're they're um, in back and forth, and back and forth with the Palestinians, of course too. Okay, so finish, I'm going into line three. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, okay, as when he fought in the day of battle, okay? That's in Ezekiel um, 37, I mean 38 and 39. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem. On the east and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the, west, toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. So, the, so it, the, the, the Mount of Olives splits in two. 
and you shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azel. Yea, ye shall flee like as ye fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. Okay, coming with him. Okay, the saints are going to come with Jesus. Okay. And it says, and it shall come to pass in that day, this is the day of the Lord, that the light shall not be clear nor dark, but it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass that at evening time it shall be light. And it shall be in that day that living water shall go out from Jerusalem. This is what we went into in the last sermon with Ezekiel. And we watched a video about um, Ezekiel um, seeing the vision of the temple and seeing the waters. Uh, flowing okay half of them toward the former sea okay that's the mediterranean again and half of them toward the hinder sea that's the dead sea in summer and in winter shall it be and the lord shall be king over all the earth in that day shall there be one lord and his name one all the land shall be turned as a plain from geba to Rimon, south of jerusalem and it shall be lifted up remember in the video um the, uh, the the host was talking about how does Jerusalem enlarge in that new temple that Ezekiel sees? How is it able to fit? How is it um, seem um, the land is larger where that temple area is? This is how it says that it's lifted up, okay, and inhabited in her place from Benjamin's gate unto the place of the first gate unto the corner gate, and from the tower of Hananel unto the king's wine presses. Okay, and men shall dwell in it, and there shall be no more utter destruction, but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited. Okay, and so that that's this this is this is the part. This happens. Um, this this is um a, a, a bit of a mixture. Some things that happen before the rapture, and some things that happen after the rapture. And we're gonna go into that right now. Okay, and so we're gonna read in Revelation 14. Jesus led us to Revelation 14. 1 through 12, which tells the same account. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with him an hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts, and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty-four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. Okay, he's talking about the rapture. He's talking about the rapture. Okay, that's that's what's being um, spoken about. Okay, and in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Okay, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth, and the sea, and the fountains of, of waters. And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all the nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. That is America. 
And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints here are they that keep the commandments of god and the faith of jesus i'm going to repeat that all right so jesus led us back to zechariah 14 so we can understand that a little bit more zechariah 14 and this time we're going to read lines 11 through 21 Okay, so talked about that those 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 um, Jesus talked about those waters going out. Okay, those waters going out, and the land shall be turned as a plain from Gebel to Rimon, south of Jerusalem, and it shall be lifted up and inhabited in her place. From Benjamin's gate unto the place of the first gate, unto the corner gate, and from the tower of Hananil unto the king's wine princess Jerusalem and men shall dwell in it and there shall be no more utter destruction but Jerusalem shall be inhabited safely okay this that's part of this that second exodus going back into Jerusalem and this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord shall will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet and their eyes shall consume away in their holes and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth Okay. And it shall come to pass in that day that a great tumult from the Lord shall be among them, and they shall lay hold every one on the hand of his neighbor, and his hand shall rise up against the hand of his neighbor. We read that in Ezekiel thirty-seven and thirty-eight. I mean, um, with the confusion that Jesus comes to put on these nations that come up against um, when we return back to Jerusalem. Okay, and it, again, it's it's not just that. Um, the tribes of Israel, but again, in like we read in Romans four, um, and in um in in Romans in general, it talks about the grafting in, the grafting of the Gentiles, the grafting in the rest of the people that believe in Jesus, that believe in Him, okay, and and, and of course being being baptized and and saved by Jesus, He He gave that to everybody. That's a salvation. So that's part of what He brought, okay. He brought that to everyone. So. Everyone else is also grafted into the 12 tribes of Israel. And so that mixed multitude, just like how we read in Exodus, is also brought into Jerusalem as well. We read that in, in, in Ezekiel, when we were reading in Ezekiel um, 41, 42, 43, and 44. Okay, and so... It says, uh, and his hand shall rise up against the hand of his neighbor, and Judah also shall fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the heathen round about shall be gathered together, gold and silver and apparel in great abundance. And so shall be the plague of the horse, of the mule, of the camel, and of the ass, and of all the beasts that shall be in these tents as this plague. Okay. And it shall come to pass that every one that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall be given, that shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. And it shall be that whoso will not come up 
of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. And if the family of Egypt go not up and come not that have no rain, there shall be um, there shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite the heathen that come not up to keep the feast of tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all nations that come not up to keep the feast of tabernacles. In that day shall there be upon the bells of the horses holiness unto the Lord and the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yea, every pot in Jerusalem and, and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts and all they that sacrifice shall come and take of them and seed therein and in that day there shall be no more the Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. Okay, so he's saying that there are Canaanites um, that are once in the, the house of the Lord, even now. Okay, and so he's saying that um, this this even answers the question about um, in Ezekiel. When we read Ezekiel, there's um, mentions of sacrifices returning. And so it's saying here that every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts and all that all they that sacrifice shall come and take of them and seed therein okay and so that that it's a holiness and it's that it's that remembrance and that memorial okay and so Jesus actually led us right to Ezekiel 48 and we're going to read um briefly um about that temple just as a reminder um it's it's a great reminder Jesus um, led us back here. So we're going to read Ezekiel 48, 31 through 35. And it says, And the gates of the city shall be after the names of the tribes of Israel, three gates northward, one gate of Reuben, one gate of Judah, one gate of Levi. And at the east side, 4,503 gates, and one gate of Joseph, one gate of Benjamin, one gate of Dan, and at the south side, 4,500 measures. Okay. Those measures is the other measurements. And three gates, and the gate of Simeon, and one gate of Issachar, and one gate of Zebulun. At the west side, 4,500. With their three gates, one gate of Gad, one gate of Asher, one gate of Naphtali, it was round about 18,000 measures. And the name of the city from that day shall be, the Lord is there. The Lord is there. And so that, that very um, scripture, um, when we look at Zechariah, when we look at Revelation 14, when we look at Ezekiel, Jesus, when you read Revelation, leads us right into that a thousand years of peace okay so it seems um that, that there's the rap we go to jerusalem there's the rapture and then there's a there's a return for that a thousand years of peace okay um so we're gonna go um we're gonna finish this out we're gonna finish out in revelation 14. jesus led us to um to revelation 14. And we're going to read um, lines uh, 13 to 20, okay, where we left off. And it says in Revelation 13, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. 
And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle, and reap, for the time is come to, for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar which had the power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Okay. That is the um that is um also a reference to the to the first fruits, okay, that Jesus is um is reaping the harvest of the earth, saying that it is ripe. Okay. Um so we're we're just gonna we're gonna finish off. Jesus led us to, to Revelation fifteen. He put this on my mind for us to read Revelation 15, just a small part of it, just to finish out. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. Okay? And so again, those 144,000, when they come back, it says, And I heard from heaven as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a, of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps, and they sung as it were a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts, and the elders, and no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. That um, Jesus is talking about the same 144 right here in Revelation 15. And so... Um, Revelation is not all all um, just disaster, uh, but it, it's a lot of a lot of victories because Jesus is victorious. Okay, that 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 revelation, the, those things come in the past as signs, all signs of His kingdom reigning on the earth forever. Okay, and um, Him bringing us into that, um, going into that that um, new temple in Jerusalem. And that thousand years of peace and ultimately coming into the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem. He wants us to know that it is um, it is he's victorious and, and we are victorious in him. Hallelujah. Does anybody got have any um, any questions, any um, any insight, any uh, personal revelations, anything that you guys um, want to share before we go ahead and go? All right. Yeah, okay. I just took a couple of notes that I'm just going to read over myself a little later. 
you know, through the week, a couple of chapters. I was actually reading. I just jotted down a few of them so I could kind of read over them and stuff. But, you know, okay. get, a more, yeah, get a little more clarity to see, um, you know, what my spirit is saying to me as I read over some of the uh, verses and chapters, you know. Amen. 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 Yeah, we, we all got to take it to to prayer, you know, and seek understanding. Because Jesus is He's definitely leading us into so much truth. And it, it's just it's definitely not it's definitely not what we've heard before. You know, even even myself, you know, I'm I'm he's leading me through um these things. And so there are there are there are questions. But Jesus has the answers. And so we go ahead and end it there. We love y'all. Thank y'all for, for joining us.